Hey, everybody. Thanks for taking the time to log in here and listen to the Youth Ministries podcast. This is Josh Carson with UPCI Youth Ministries, and I'm excited to be joined by our General Youth Secretary, Brother Justin Ranking, and our General Youth Ministries Director of Promotion, Brother Michael Thomas. Incredible hard workers, all working together to see the kingdom of God furthered and trying to bless our youth and young adults. This podcast is uh, made available because of your generous giving to She's for Christ and the hard work of uh, our coordinator, Brother Matthew Woodward. We appreciate him and his diligent work so much. This November call is very exciting to me. We have a special guest on with us, Brother Terry Shock, and I know that you are going to be blessed by tonight's podcast. Uh, if you're a youth pastor, a youth minister, if you work on a youth team, maybe you work with hyphen young adults, I want to tell you what you're doing is not in vain. What you're doing has great purpose, and it is a kingdom mission, and so we honor you for being a part of it. Well, I don't want to take a lot of time at the beginning here, but I do want us to pray. I want us to ask that God would help our hearts and our minds. We're going into a time here in uh, the United States. We're soon to focus our Thanksgiving. Uh, Our friends in Canada, they've recently come through their uh, Canadian Thanksgiving. This is a season of stopping, giving thanks for all the things that the Lord has done for us. While this should be an everyday occurrence, this is something that this time of year often reminds us of. So wherever you're at, if you'll just join with me and pray a prayer of... uh, of thanks and blessing that we can receive from tonight's messenger. Lord, we love you and we thank you for all the blessings in our life. We honor you for your goodness. Without you, we truly would have nothing. But we're thankful. You have given us gifts. You have given us uh, things that we really don't deserve. But you have been graceful. You have been faithful. I pray tonight specifically that you would help us, help our hearts, our, uh, our, our ears as we hear, and our minds to receive, and our, our hearts to be ready to produce great things. Lord, let the gifts of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit as well, let it be manifest in our lives. Help this call that we listen to, this podcast, to affect us. Bless our speaker uh, in the mighty, in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Well, as I said before, we are so delighted to have Brother Terry Shock here as a part of this podcast, originally from Fort Smith, Arkansas. He was a youth pastor and later an associate pastor. Many know him from his work there at the Pentecostals of Alexandria, Louisiana, for so many years. He's married to the amazing Melanie, and they have a couple of great kids, Kendra and Brayden, who themselves are involved in the kingdom. In recent years, they founded Kingdom Quest Ministries. Many of you have had him there into your district or to your local church. Uh, Ministry with the Shocks, this Kingdom Quest ministry provides instruction and inspiration, and it gives resources for individuals and groups and churches who are on that same quest to sing the kingdom of God pressed forward. I can tell you they've been a tremendous blessing to our ministry staff here at the UPCI Youth Ministries, and to Rachel and I personally, to which Brother Shock, Sister Shock, we are so thankful to you. But we're delighted to have you on. I want you to just take your liberty and share uh, what the Lord has given you and what you've prepared for this session tonight. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Brother Carson, for that. Um, I was I was quite impressed last week at the General Conference to find out that not only are you a great uh, youth president, great youth leader for our entire 
fellowship, but you're also a phenomenal singer. And that, that frustrates me a little bit, you guys that can preach and sing. But we won't burn up a lot of time with that. Uh, my thoughts on youth ministry. I love talking youth ministry. I love, uh, I love everything about youth ministry. I just think that it is so vital. And here are just some, uh, some thoughts that, that I have on it. I think in youth ministry, we must not make the mistake to where we assume the most important thing. And the most important thing is that they are uh, born again of water and spirit, and they become disciples of Jesus Christ. We have to keep that uh, at the top. It's easy to get distracted. It's easy to it's easy to pull away from what really matters, and that has to be um, just kept in focus. I think that we also must focus on them being spiritual and not carnal. Now, I know this is easy to say, but let's let's break it down just a little bit. Romans 8 and 6 tells us clearly, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. We must be convinced that there is no way that these young people are going to have life and peace apart from a spiritual mind. And I feel like youth ministry, all, all ministries in a church as far as that goes, but youth ministry is our focus today, and it needs to be about developing spiritual minds. They, they must have a personal relationship with God that is not a ritual. It, it must be relationship, not ritual. And we have to help them. Uh, experience God in a very real, personal manner consistently. Because we have to keep in mind the world that they are growing up in. It's a world that will question everything about God. Uh, the very existence of God is going to be questioned by those in authority at times in their life, whether it's teachers, uh, it could be friends, it, it could it could come from many directions. But the very existence of God is going to be questioned. And then they're going to have life experiences to where uh, doubt is going to be cast on if God is so loving, if God is so uh, kind and, and all, then why is all this happening to me? It's going to happen. They they could also uh, experience a a literal crisis of faith. These are things we have to to uh, keep in mind that is coming their way. And so, what's going to battle that is going to be those powerful memories of personal experiences with God. Um, this, it has to get personal. We must, we must lead in a manner that, that, uh, positions teenagers to have a very real relationship with Jesus Christ that is, that is transforming, that they understand what sanctification is. Sanctification is, is a lifelong process. Discipleship is a lifelong process. And they study, they, they struggle with the word process anyway. And so we have to help 
help them with with this. I think that uh, youth ministry or any other ministry again, but I think this is extremely important for uh, youth leaders, pastors, uh, staff members. You've got to understand and you got to know what the focus is for that local church. You got to listen to what the pastor's preaching over the pulpit. What's what's the passion? What's the direction of the church? And then we must lead young people to flow in that. Um, we don't. We must not view a member of the body if we're looking at the local church body. A member of the body could be youth ministry, music ministry, children's ministry on and on and on we could go. The danger is, is for instance, let me use this example, our hand on our bodies. We do not need to look at our hand as if it has a neck, a head, two arms, two hands, two legs, two feet. No, it's a hand on the overall body. Youth ministry is a member of the local church. And it's, it's not to be something that becomes its own body. It's a part of the body of that local church. And so we must flow in that. I also believe that it's very important for uh, people working with, young, with teenagers to like teens. You may love them, but there are people that love teens and don't like them. Uh, I'm talking about liking in a manner that you actually develop close relationships with them. If you don't like being around teenagers, then you should not be in youth ministry unless your role is technical or administration, office, whatever. But but to to lead young people, you you got to get in the trenches with them and not act like a teenager. That, you know, it's always terrible when you have youth workers trying to be good teenagers or trying to be cool teenagers or no, no, you're not a teenager. You're a leader of teenagers. I think we need to focus on what they are, not what they have. Uh, this is extremely important because you're going to have uh those that are privileged, those that, that, that don't have a lot of privilege. You're going to have those that are educated, those that are, that are not educated. We, we've got to focus on what they are, not what they have. And we must focus on what they can be, not what they are now. One, um, one challenge of youth ministry is that they're, they're never really all together while you have them in youth ministry. Youth ministry is coming alongside and imparting key principles into their life as they are growing and becoming uh, what what God wants them to be. And so we have to be able to see in them what they do not see. We we have to be able to see that. We cannot get locked in on their present attitude, their present way, their present manner. We have to be able to see what they can be and not just what they are. Let's not mark them off for what they are right now. Let's be people that come into their life with vision 
of what they can be. Uh, there's not enough time on, on, on this session to uh, talk about the many adults that came into my life and uh, with vision and, and helped me see things that I would have never seen. And that's, that's the privilege. It's not just the challenge of youth ministry. It's the privilege of youth ministry. I think the purpose uh, for youth workers is to be an equipper much more than an entertainer. We need to have a good time. Yes, yes, youth ministry need to have fun. I got that. I, I have all that. But we've got to be more concerned with them being good than feeling good. We have to, we must be equippers that, that equip in a manner that equips beyond the campus, that we equip for life, that we target the home they live in um, or the dwelling, the house that they, they live in. I believe that if youth ministry could, could target relationships in the home, I believe if youth ministry could target enhancing relationships at home because the true test of what we are as leaders and the true test of what they really are is how are they responding to God, their parents or guardians, their siblings, step-siblings, or those that are in their house. I believe effective youth ministry adds peace to a home. Effective youth ministry understands that what we really are, we are at home. If if we're only looking at do they show up on time, do they do they worship, do they come to the altar, uh, are they emotionally moved at the altar, are you know these things, which is great, these are good indicators. But if but if we just have those as vital signs. And we're not asking them, uh, how are you doing at home? Are you, are you, uh, are you helping? Are you adding to, to your home or are you taking away? Are you a giver or are you a taker? Are, are you helping with any responsibilities? Are you taking care of your own business at home? You know, these, these kinds of things. How are you treating your, your parents? How do you respond when your parents correct you? Do you roll your eyes? Do you, do you huff? Do you, do you slam doors? What? God can't use that. God, God can't use that. And so we must equip them, not just for how they act at, during youth service. We've got those leading young people have to mature past those being the only uh, signs to where we think, okay, they're doing good. They could be talking in tongues like crazy and then just turning their homes upside down. And so youth ministry has got to expand to where we're equipping for life, not just the campus. We're equipping them at home first because what we are, we are at home. We're equipping them to be good students. We're equipping them to be good employees. We're, we're equipping them to, to, for life, for life. Um, the comparison of uh, the amount of time they spend on our campus and the amount of time they spend off of our campus. And if we're spending all of our time equipping just for what happens on our campus, we are selling, 
not only ourselves, ministries, churches, we're selling them short. And so we, we need to do this and we need to focus and, and teach them that they need to um, judge themselves and rate themselves on the fruit of the spirit on how they are at home. That would, if we would all do that, it would, it would change. Uh, it would, it would change us. It would change the homes. It would change so many things. With a few minutes that I have left here, l- let's talk about uh, setting them up to win. Set them up to win. Identify their gifting. Equip and release them based on their gifting. Uh, this is extremely important. God wired these young people. We don't need to focus on rewiring. We need to focus on God wiring and place their wiring into the body of Christ. I think another very important thing for apostolic uh, young young people and, and leading them is this. We must provide good answers for obvious differences. Good answers for obvious differences. M90, uh, the M90 is extremely important, uh, uh, memorizing those verses, because they cover a lot of this. We, we need to focus and equip our young people for where lightning is going to strike them. Where, where are the conversations? Um, what, what are they going to get asked about? Where are we obviously different? We believe in one God, not three. We believe in baptism in the name of Jesus, not the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We believe that the name of Jesus, the baptism in the name of Jesus, is the fulfillment of, of Matthew 28, 19. We believe it all goes together. We don't believe in unconditional eternal security. We believe in conditional eternal security. Uh, we, have, we have lifestyles that we live by outwardly. Okay, these, these are the things that are obviously different. So we need to be practically teaching and training and equipping our young people for good answers for obvious differences. We need to equip them for overcoming temptation. They're going to be tempted. Uh, temptation is, is common. We need, we need to set them up to win. Uh, in my closing remarks here, let me just say this. I totally believe that if youth ministers, leaders, staff members, if they would start equipping for life, helping, working with the home, helping them be better, better uh, children, better uh, employees, better students, better at life, representing Jesus Christ at home, representing Jesus Christ at school, representing Jesus Christ on their job, and help them develop a spiritual mind and not a carnal mind. And that, and it will take us being very bold for that. But I believe that, um, that if we would move into this, and let apostolic equipping for life drive us, I believe it would be a whole new day in youth ministry in, in church in general as far as that goes. But we're focused on, on youth ministry today. And um, that, would be, that would be what I think. And those would be uh, 
the thoughts I have on youth ministry that come to the off the top of my head on what I believe is so very important. So at this time, we're going to uh, turn it back to Brother Justin Ryan King. He will take it from here, and it's just been great being able to be a part of this. Thank you so much, Brother Shock. We really appreciate you taking the time to um, put these thoughts down and arrange them. And the wonderful thing I enjoyed about these thoughts is I know that um, I know that what you've said here is timeless. That even though fads and youth ministry have changed, and even though programs and how we how we project things, um, how we show things. Uh, skits, uh, icebreakers, all that has changed. But the things you talked about today are very timeless because they are so spiritual and so at the foundation of what every youth worker can do, no matter what time period uh, that they're working in. I really appreciate you talking to us today. We're going to walk through some questions, um, some based on on some of the topics that you that you uh, spoke about today as I was taking some notes here. Others may be on a, on a little bit different vein, but just um, you talked about how to equip young people and not just entertain them. And also in, in kind of some of the same vein about how they need to be spiritual and not carnal, that it's about a relationship and not a ritual. How would you help? Uh, what, what is kind of a, a practical tip or some things that you have seen that have worked to help youth workers to get young people to understand the importance. We all, we all know prayer and the word and fasting is important spiritual disciplines, but there's so many distractions of, of media and other things. How do, how do we boil it all down to something that young people can capture? How do you, how do you get them to buy into that? What are some things you've seen work when, when you've dealt with uh, people in general and helping them establish that habit and that relationship of personal disciplines there you have to have a time uh, okay. you have to you have to have a certain time and and what I would do is is somebody that is not consistently praying or in the word uh, I would challenge them and many people will will laugh at this but I but I've long since moved past. I'm just I'm just trying to establish principles and then the principles can grow. Uh, I challenge people if they're honest enough with me to say, I really do not have a relationship with God through uh, consistently through prayer and the word. I work with sevens a lot with the number seven. And I will say, can you will you commit to praying seven minutes a day? And picking out seven scriptures that you read and you'll think about them for a few minutes. And will you do that for a week? I, what, what I do is I try to set it up to where anybody that even halfway wants to do something can commit to that. If somebody, if somebody won't commit to that, then they just don't want to do it. And you need to just love them and hope someday it'll change and you need to invest in somebody that is doing it and still encouraging them. But you, you don't you don't burn your time up with non-responders that can't even do something like that. So you just set it up like that and then you talk to them about just communication, just communicating with God like you're communicating with your friend, talking talking to God when when they start moving in that direction 
you know, then there's there's things that you can tell them like a great Bible practice is to whatever the date is like, you know, today is is the the third of October. But, you know, whatever the date is, read that proverb because there's 31 proverbs. Um, yes, sir. I was challenged to do that as a teenager, and it it absolutely changed my my Bible reading. But but what we have, but we have to just get practical with them to and put the cookies on the low shelf where they can get them to to establish a principle and and let them know this is about a relationship. It's not about a performance. It's not about a ritual. Absolutely. I think those are, that is some great, that is great information. Um, and then, you know, what I can see is if those seven minutes, seven verses and seven days, if they, if they get into that, where that feels like, man, I want to go deeper and further. Well, then you can rejoice with them when Absolutely. they're coming back to you and say, you know, now I'm more hungry. I, I'm, I'm praying 15 minutes a day and it feels like, you know, I'm just really getting close to God. That's that's great. I think you can celebrate that as as you walk through. You that. sure can. You sure can. And again, you focus on relationship, not ritual. Yes, sir. Absolutely. That's wonderful. Another another question here. I, I love this point. I, I wrote it down this way. You said to lead young people, you need to like young people. Right. Um, when how do you for for some listening to the podcast, they they might have larger youth groups. Mm -hmm. Or even or even some that only have a dozen and they they're they're bivocational. They've got a family. They've got other responsibility in the church. How do you what are some ways that they can practically invest personal time into students and when they're leading maybe a large group or they feel like they don't have much time? How do you get to that liking? How do you get to that personal connection? What did you see work? What what have you watched over time as maybe one of the best practices for that? Well, uh, you know, uh, hitting first on the liking, um, there are just some people that just don't like being around teenagers. And and if they don't, then they need to be in children's ministry or music or whatever, and they don't need to feel bad. They just don't like being around teenagers. And I'm not and I'm not saying that you, you, you know, you have to be, uh, you know, having some crisis in your life where you're in your late 20s, early 30s, whatever, and still acting like a teenager, because that's that's damaging when, when youth workers are trying to be the coolest teenager in the group. That's trouble. That's big time trouble. But when you you know when you are pulled toward that you you do see the value of connecting relationally with young people to help move them forward i think one of i think we overlook some very easy steps and that's this before church and after church before you services and after you service before sunday school classes and after sunday school class any time that they're on campus I heard one leader when he was training uh, pastors, he said this, walk slowly through the crowd, walk slowly through the crowd. Some of the most effective connections um, that I had with young people might be off to the side in the auditorium, uh, might be in a hallway, might be before Sunday school starts 
Now, you know, if you're just running in when it's time to start, then that's not going to happen. So you're going to have to adjust your life to where you can get there early enough to be effective because most of the effect that you'll have profoundly on teenagers is not when you're standing behind a lectern or a pulpit or singing in a microphone. It's those teachable moments that happen one-on-one. So I'm not even saying uh, you you got to dedicate all these nights a week. And I, you, sure, that's great if you've if you've got that kind of time. The more time, the greater investment. I got that. But we're overlooking some some things that could be right in our face, and we're and, and we're not and we're not picking up on it. Absolutely. Well, I think anybody can do that. Get there a little early, say a little bit later and, and initiate those conversations. And Absolutely. Then, and then that's when you find out when the kid's involved in an extracurricular school activity that you could, you know, be a part of or you see they've got a band concert or something that you could be there if it works out in your schedule. Um, so I think that's that helps open those doors. That's great information. I love. Well, that. you all you, you also you like what you said about the band and all that. You're always listening for their involvement or an accomplishment. And when you and when you hear that, then that merits a text, uh, a handwritten short card, a quick call. You know, I I used to back in the 1600s, whenever I was a youth pastor, (laughs) we didn't have cell phones and these kinds of things. So I focused on. The three-minute phone call and the three-sentence postcard. Mm. If I heard any any kind of accomplishment, I was writing on a postcard. Hey, great job at at whatever, mm-hmm. or or would call or would call them up on the phone. Hey, look, thinking about you. I heard about this. That's great. Keep it up. Have a great day. I would not try to engage them in long conversations. Sure. At that point, but they knew that I knew they were, you know, they were valued and I was truly happy for, for them. You know, I mean, that's that's all that's all part of it. You you, you don't need to get into acting. You, again, that goes back to that goes back to really liking them and really being happy and really celebrating them in your heart, not just as a checkoff list, because it makes you look good as a leader. Absolutely. Well, we really appreciate you helping us today. I think that I'd like to ask one more, one more question here. Okay. You're 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 well traveled. Um, you've been in all kinds of different settings, um, and you have uh, a, a unique ministry that I enjoy as far as looking at things at a different angle and being able to break it down like you've done today. Very very, um, you know, a principle base and, and taking all of the extracurricular stuff out of the way. So if you could talk to right now, you know, the whole audience of youth workers and you want to point out to them, here's what I think, here's what I think young people in this generation is doing really well. And here's one where area I think you really need to step up. So kind of a warning of what, what it is we're missing and then what it is we're doing great and we need to keep doing. As we kind of conclude this podcast today, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Okay, I I think uh, as as far as this as far as this generation, when I'm looking at this generation, I think they're smart. Uh, many of them are fearless. 
um, um, they have at their fingertips unlimited information and learning and uh, you know learning opportunities. I mean, these these guys can YouTube and learn whatever they can they can you they've got so much information at their fingertips if they want to go listen to brother barnes from you know years ago or all these elders that have passed on if they whatever it's it's right at their fingertips so i think i i think that many times they don't really even realize what they have at their fingertips that we need to help them realize what they've got um i think that that what comes against them is they have too many options. There's, there's too many options. They're too distracted. Uh, they're impatient with process and they're too self-focused. And, um, you know, I believe that what we have to do as leaders is have the guts and be bold enough to look and say, look, you cannot exercise all of your options. You cannot be a good 30-year-old, mature 30, 35-year-old right now, focus on your stage of life and be the best that be the best 16-year-old that you can be for the cause of, of Christ and equipping yourself for the future. But let your life unfold. Don't rush it. Mm -hmm. Take the pressure off yourself be the best that you can be right here. And as leaders, we've got to help them understand this and help them move in a process manner instead of always thinking, you know, I instead of always trying to make a 16-year-old a good 20-year-old or 25-year-old, we have to back off all that. That's, that's just scrambling them. Sure. We've got to help them focus where they are take the opportunities that, that they have because these, these guys are sharp. They've got a lot of information. And if we can help them to let their life unfold for the cause of Jesus Christ in their gifting, it's a new day for the church. Absolutely. I think that's fabulous. I think that's fabulous advice. And we really, again, appreciate you taking the time today to share your thoughts and to walk through some question and answer here at the end of this podcast, and we're so thankful for your time, Brother Shock. At this time, I'm going to turn the call over to our Director of Promotion, Brother Michael Thomas, who will conclude our, our podcast with a few announcements and in time of prayer. Once again, we thank you so much for joining us on this Youth Ministry Training Podcast. My, what great and incredible information we have heard today on this podcast. Thank you so much, Brother Shock, for taking time out to enlighten and inspire us with that information. We at UPCI Youth Ministries are very excited to announce that the 2019 Youth Week resource is now live. And the title of this year's resource is That Good Thing. Uh, this four-week series delves into the life of Mary and Martha, those famous sisters from Scripture. And as you teach this to your students, it will help your young people understand and find the balance between working for God and walking with God. If you go to the community.com website, you can download this four lesson series today, totally free, no charge at all to you. And at this time, we want to close this podcast with prayer. So if you will, pause a moment and help me pray.
Lord Jesus, we thank you again for the valuable and insightful information we heard today from Brother Shock. God, I pray that we as youth ministers will continue to grow in you and we would exercise the valuable information that we received on this podcast today with Brother Shock. I pray, God, that you help us to continue to inspire, instruct, and lead our students with passion and love. And we pray and we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.